This is Joe Basso for Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I'm speaking with Michael Anthony, bassist for the band Chickenfoot, or whatever we're calling it, former <laughs> former bassist with Van Halen, maker of hot sauce. Is there anything else I'm leaving out right now? Uh, parent extraordinaire, as we were talking about before we started the interview. Exactly. You know. You do it all. I try to do it all. Well, I've pretty much gotten the whole formation of Chickenfoot from the rest of the band. So. Chickenfoot, that will never go away, Joe. Well, you know. Even, even when we come out with the actual name of the band, I guess people will probably still call us Chickenfoot. But I guess that's okay because it's all about the music, right? Exactly. But I'd like to ask you, musically and personally, how being a part of this band differs from Van Halen. Well, I'll tell you, in terms of energy, just pure energy from the us four guys it's it's like an early van halen which is great because you kind of get away from why you got in this business in the first place as the years go by and you attain success and whatever and uh now it's just back to four guys just jamming hard in the studio and playing live which by the way in the later days of van halen in the later recordings that we did it, it kind of got less and less like that but then you know you're in the studio and in your you know you discover all the technical wizardries that are at your hand and you know and, and uh, just kind of get away from what that whole live thing's about and with uh, this band I, I guess I'll just call it Chickenfoot because we have to call it something right now right <laughs> uh, we got we got we got back to that and it's great because uh, you know we're just having a great time in the studio just hanging out and just playing live at this point how is working with Joe Satriani different than when you worked with Eddie Van Halen? Oh, boy, here we go with the comparisons here. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, they're both phenomenal guitarists. Joe, it's really interesting because just listening to uh, a lot of his recordings, a lot of stuff Joe's done in the past, obviously, being an instrumental guitarist, I hear him a certain way and how he plays a certain way, and playing in the context of this band, it's a lot different, and uh, it's really exciting to listen to because he does incorporate some of the... Uh, uh, the, oh boy, here we go. That lost for words already. Well, actually, let me. Re, well, actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. How do you change the way you work with Joe versus the way you worked with Eddie? You know, the way I work with with Joe is is probably the same way as Eddie because Joe's got the same type of intensity when he plays. And being an uh, having been an instrumentalist, it's 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 interesting the way he mixes playing his rhythm parts because he's got a singer that he's uh, playing behind now. Right. And then also he puts in a lot of uh, small little lead things, instrumental type things, in and around the, the chords that he plays. I don't know, I think the way we're playing right now, I've got more freedom than I had had uh, in the later years with Van Halen as far as, you know, we all get to put our input in. Right. And nobody really tells anybody how to play. <laughs> you know, okay. the, ideas are, the ideas are there and then everybody just goes for it. But I think I think we we all know enough not to step on each other's toes and you know where you can like you know step out and play a little bit and where you got to hold back and anchor it down. So in and, that and, in that way, you were saying it felt like early Van Halen. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say it is because you know like I said, everybody does get to to play and and put their input musically in, and there there is nobody saying it's surprising that there's very little of anybody saying well you know maybe we should play this here you, or or try playing that or whatever. Nobody's gotten to that point yet but we're not finishing the studio yet so i don't know what we'll probably leave that to the to andy johns who's working with us or mm -hmm. you know to the producer to tell us you know 
pull the reins back and say, hey, guys, come on. <laughs> also, working with Chad Smith, who's a much different drummer from uh, Alex mm-hmm. Van Halen, how do you approach working with Chad? Chad's got the whole funk rock thing, which Alex really didn't have. Right. Well, you know what? He does bring that certain type of flair, which is really cool because there's a lot of little things that Chad and I pull off together, which uh, I've never done. Just, you know, just little licks that I can I can pull in with him. But I think one of the things, actually, for the fans, our fans in the rock community are going to be most surprised about, and this is what I'm actually most excited about with this band, is that the way they're going to hear Joe and Chad play, because they are both kind of out of their usual element right. with this band. And, uh, you know, besides, you know the people that, that hear Chad play, uh, if they've heard him play, like he's done some of uh, Glenn Hughes' solo stuff. Mm-hmm and uh, maybe a couple other projects that he's done. A lot of people do only hear him in the context of the Chili Peppers, and they, they know him as this funk drummer, but I'll tell you, the boy can rock, and he rocks hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty amazing because, I mean, basic kit, single kick, none of this double pedal type <laughs> stuff, and the guy smokes. I mean, and, and just standing between him and Joe and listening to the way that they are playing with this, in the context of this band is just blowing me away. In past interviews, and Sammy, of course, has his famous quote, which we won't rehash, the other other guys have described the material sort of as fairly Zeppelin-esque, I guess, in its intensity. Would you you go there as well? Yeah, you know what, I would say that. I uh, actually, I've talked to, I've done a couple interviews where I kind of put it in between like a Zepp or a Van Halen, early Van Halen type of energy. You know, obviously, the chops between everybody is there. It's an intensity that I personally haven't witnessed playing with anybody in a long time, and I think a lot of people haven't heard anything that's going to be quite like this in a long time, you know, from a rock band. You've maintained a great friendship with Sammy really since he joined the band, but was that fractured somewhat during that mid-90s period where David Lee Roth rejoined the band for, what, a week or two? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because when Sammy first joined the band, we became friends, but it was kind of like, uh, uh, here's a new bandmate. You know, that's when I first met him in the studio. Right. And uh, even though we did become friends, it was pretty much on that type of a level. You know, we, we hung out socially and whatever. Right. And it, it wasn't actually until Sammy and I reconnected again, after he had been out of Van Halen, okay. that uh, we reconnected more on just a, a human level. And so we're actually better friends now than we were the first time around when he was in the band, because we did reconnect on that level. and. It wasn't just purely a musical thing, you know. We, we we hung out for a while. He was in L.A. here. He was actually doing this funny. He was doing some kind of show, some kind of uh, musical Jeopardy type of show. <laughs> and he called his... <laughs> no, it's funny because I, I had spoken to him. We actually reconnected. I, I had called him a couple of times, like on New Year's, and uh, missed him. And he did the same with me. And then all of a sudden one year I called him. Uh, I got him on the phone. It was a New Year's Eve. And we just said, hey, you know, we got to hang out. So he was in L.A. doing this thing, and he needed somebody to be kind of his backup kind of go-to guy in this game thing he was doing. And so he called me, and I went into uh, Hollywood where they were doing this thing, and we hung out, and I did this game show with him. It was pretty hilarious, actually. We actually just hung out as friends, you know, and we didn't even really talk anything musically. So your alignment with him really came much later in the band than early on. I, th- I think so, as far as musically and on a uh, personal friendship level. And it wasn't until this last time that we actually really, 
discovered just how much we had in common as far as things that we like, you know, the beach, girls, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, other stuff outside of uh, just playing music. The beach and girls, what odd things for guys to like. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, I forgot cars. Oh, okay. I'll throw that in there, too. <laughs> now, you, you went out backing up Sammy as part of that Sam and Dave tour a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You were playing with Sammy. Was that awkward with David Lee Roth out there? What was the vibe? <laughs> it actually was very awkward at first. And it was kind of funny because this is, sadly to say, this is kind of like what really ousted me from Eddie and Alex. Okay. Uh, doing this thing with, uh, with Sammy. And it was just, after Sammy and I had reconnected, and nothing was really happening with Van Halen because Eddie was, uh, you know, he was going through his uh, tongue cancer thing and whatever that uh, Sammy and I actually started actually jamming a little bit and he called me one time. And this was actually, I think, right after we tried to uh, make this thing work again with uh, Dave, which uh, didn't happen, obviously. And uh, right after, uh, I remember Eddie Alex and I at uh, Ed's house and just deciding this is not gonna work with Dave, Sammy calls me and says, hey, Neil Sean just called me, and he wants to get together and jam and maybe do a little project thing, him and his drummer, Dean Castronova. Right. At this point, I was just so frustrated because this thing with Dave didn't happen. It's like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? I said, sure, and I flew up to San Francisco. I actually spoke with Ed up there, and Ed said, hey, you know, I, I know you know you don't want to sit on your hands at home. And uh, we did this thing that we would call Planet Us that never really got off the ground. After that, Sammy and I... We started jamming a bit, and uh, he went out to, uh, he was putting this tour together with Dave, and asked me, he said, hey, would you like to come out and maybe guest, play a song, a couple of Van Halen songs at the show? And I said, sure, because I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting at home, basically doing nothing, uh, you know, upsetting my wife <laughs> by hanging around the house all day. But uh, Eddie and Al were pretty upset about doing that, and Van Halen was still my number one priority. Right. You know, I remember uh, speaking with Ed, he'd, he'd be telling me, oh, don't, that's going to be the biggest circus in town, don't do that, and whatever, and, you know, anything that I've ever done, even outside of Van Halen, jamming with anybody, or playing Van Halen with anybody, or even with Sammy, I always looked at it like, you know, just playing the songs that I've always been proud of being associated with, with the band, and, and not uh, degrading the band at all, so I never looked at it like like that. Of course, it was kind of an interesting tour that they were putting together, but uh, Ed actually kind of backed. I wasn't going to do the tour. They had asked me, and I'd spoken to Eddie and Alex, and after speaking with Alex, uh, I wasn't going to do the tour. And then Ed kind of, he called me up and kind of backed me up against a wall in a way that uh, kind of upset me a bit. And for whatever reason, I got kind of steamed up, and I said, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. That was kind of pretty much it as far as Van Halen I guess I felt I betrayed him or something like that it was um, pretty sad it was kind of it was it was weird it was a twisted thing but I mean I was just gonna go out with Sammy and I, I did only get play like on uh, I think a handful of shows from that tour so the intention was never to you know pull away from the band it was just to do something else for a while yeah well not something else even it was just to get out and play <laughs> you know short of putting something together myself to play which you know, at that point, I didn't want to do because, you know, I was still waiting, you know, on hold to see if anything was going to happen with Van Halen. But, uh, you know, when Sammy asked me to do this, I thought, God, it'd be great. You know, and I looked at it like, hey, my name's not Van Halen. I don't want people to forget who I am. And it'd be great to just go out in front of the fans, which I hadn't done in a long time, and uh, play a few of the songs and have fun, have some fun, you know. Now, at this point, 
what was your relationship with Eddie? Had it gotten to the point where things were getting pretty bad? I wouldn't say as much bad as much as uh, Ed was, you know, he was taking over and yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, say this in a soft way, but, you know, more controlling within the band. And when we actually did, let's say, the uh, album with Gary Sharon, right. it was kind of sad because there were only maybe two or three songs that we actually played all together in the studio setting. It got to the point uh, Mike Post was producing, and he had talked Eddie into you know coming to his house, and he had the you know this is when we really were introduced to Pro Tools, right? Which uh, you know we'd always been the old-fashioned way. I mean, we even when digital was happening, we still did, had our analog machines, and we recorded like that because we felt hey, this is the way we sound the best. And uh, you know, it kind of got away from all that. And and you know, personally, the lot of, we were going through a lot of tough stuff too. Alex was going through a really ugly divorce, and uh, I, I really felt bad for Gary because it was a really bad time for him to step into this organization. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, one thing led to another. And Ed, you know, Alex actually left the band for a while because of not being able to focus because of what he was going through personally. And uh, Eddie, ended up, you know, he, was, he played bass on a lot of stuff. He played drums on stuff. And I think Mike Post was just kind of feeding him along and saying, hey, you're the man, Ed, here, you know. And it started almost turned into like an Eddie Van Halen solo record. So had working with Eddie musically grown difficult at that point? I think difficult in the, in the way that how he was wanting to do things in the studio. It was just changing, and you know, there'd be times where, you know, he'd uh, he'd be up working on stuff because he's always up in the in the studio, 25 hours a day, right? Working on stuff even after everybody goes home, and say, hey, you know, I got this part, you know, this bass part, and if if uh, if if you can't play it, I'm gonna play it because you know it's all we're all working towards the same thing to make make the best album that we can, and and uh, you know, it doesn't matter who plays what if you can play this guitar part better than me. It was just started to to kind of. I don't know, I wouldn't say unravel of it, but it, it really changed up a lot. Was it that he was kind of losing it, or was it drugs and alcohol? Joe, what are you digging for, man? Well, <laughs> y- you know... You know, I'm not... I don't... I'm not, I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody yeah. or whatever. I just say that the situation just... It, it became a very difficult situation, and we kind of lost focus uh, as to uh, why we'd be in the studio recording and, and the way that we used to do it we just weren't recording and using the same process that we always use that always worked for us you know how did you approach your early parts you know in the early days obviously eddie was exploding as a guitar star mm-hmm. as a bassist how did you approach your parts in and around what he was doing all right it was, it was really interesting in the early days because actually before i joined van halen obviously i never played with a guitarist like him and so I could just play whatever I wanted you know and, and for the most part a lot of unless it was uh, during a solo or something uh, the guitar player wasn't really doing too much and I could pretty much play what I wanted in Van Halen I still the early bass parts I kind of had the same approach uh, as time started to go on a little bit it was kind of like well you know and as much as uh, I don't think any musician likes to kind of be held back and I didn't really feel like I was being held back but I felt more like uh, just laying down a solid foundation so that Eddie could go off and just play whatever he wanted and still have a nice solid 
uh, rhythm thing happening was more important than just getting out there and showing everybody, hey, look how well I can play. Right. You know, and uh, you know, and then and there were bands like on our, our first Van Halen tour. I listened to lots of ACDC, mm-hmm. and I mean, probably the most Cliff plays probably the most simple bass parts there are, but they're actually they're actually hard parts if you try to just groove and and, and play those parts. You know, I mean, and they're laying down a, a nice solid uh, rhythm. And uh, that's what I uh, tried to do then. So yeah, but there's you know, but there's there's songs like "Loss of Control," you know, where uh-huh. you're really you're really driving that train there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I, I you know I, I didn't say that I was totally restrained at that point. It took, <laughs> it took a while for me to like really kind of calm it down. No, you know, it's uh, those early early songs like "Loss Control." You know, that was that was pretty much hey, let's just play, 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 play. And it wasn't until basically you know probably not until or 1984, or Sammy, when Sammy joined the band, 5150, that we really, you know, we're, I was doing a lot more stuff, you know, playing like eighth notes or sixteenth notes, pumping things like that, that, uh, you know, I just kind of like, uh, gee, I don't know, Joe, I, at some point I just kind of held it back a little bit more, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, but hey, I, I felt great, because playing just a, a 16th note pumping thing to me is just as exciting as trying to solo like a guitarist, you know. Being in the shadow of someone like Eddie, do you feel like in some way you're not giving your due as a bassist and a singer? And your singing is all over those records. Oh well, thank you. I, I never, I never really considered myself a singer, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I enjoy doing it. Actually, when I first when I joined Van Halen, because I had uh, been a lead singer in bands that I was in before Van Halen, and I thought, oh, this is great. Now I can just play bass, and I don't have to sing. And it was like I think the first or second or the second time I got together with those guys where Eddie said, "Hey, we're working on this song. Can you sing this background part?" Where all of a sudden, well, I'm singing all the back, all the backgrounds. But hey, I mean that's great. Whatever I contribute, what I can contribute vocally, that's great because I mean, like I said, I don't really consider myself a sing. I hate to hear myself sing on record. Oh my! When we're, well, when we're recording, when I'm soloed up. But I guess I guess it works. I don't know. And as far as as far as playing bass, I wasn't the guy who was gonna stand there like Bill Wyman, you know, and just hold right. the bass and play. Yeah, because I always felt like jumping around and whatever. But you know what? From the first day that I picked up a bass, and my dad and people told me to go, hey, you know, that's not the glamorous instrument. You got to play lead guitar or be a singer or whatever. I I always loved the bass, and you know, the first people I listened to, John Paul Jones, Harvey Brooks was one of the first guys I listened to. I mean, I just loved playing bass. I really didn't care if you know if I was going to be overshadowed as far as you know not being the, the standout guy in the band. I just love playing the instrument. When Van Halen did their reunion tour with with Sammy in the band in 2004, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this at the time, but I read that you were cut out as an equal member and were a paid employee. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't a paid employee, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting because uh, uh, at this point or before that tour, Sammy and I were actually uh, working on this Planet Us thing. Right. And uh, pretty much one of the reasons why that didn't fly was because the Van Halen thing came up. But uh, I remember spending uh, time with Sammy up at his house. I'd stay at his place, and uh, you know we'd be having dinner or something like that, and we we start talking about just all the fun that you know Van Halen, the, you know the, all the great times. Sammy would ever now and then say. God, well, should I call Eddie or should I call Al or whatever? And I go, I go, well, yeah, call him. Why not? You know. 
Sam was out here in L.A. doing something. Uh, I don't know if he was here for a relative's wedding or mm-hmm. something. And he actually called Alex. And Alex came out and hooked up with Sam, and they, they hung out for a day. But it's kind of funny. I think uh, after me playing with Sammy and doing the Sam and Dave tour or whatever, you know, I was the trader now. And uh, after kind of helping hook Sam back up with those guys or whatever, when the tour came about, Eddie didn't want me on the tour because all of a sudden I was the guy now that, uh, you know, had betrayed the band and and whatever. And uh, it's funny because uh, the first time I remember I, I called Ed when they were talking about doing the, the whole reunion thing. Right. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he says to me something uh, to the tune of, uh, oh, you're calling me because something's going on now, because the band's doing something. You, like, you want in now? You know, and I said... I said no. You know, obviously, yeah, I'd like to be a part of it, but uh, you know, and at that point, he just told me, "Well, if you want to be a part of this, talk to Irving Azoff," and that was it. He wouldn't. He didn't even want to talk to me. That's got to be a, a hard blow after yeah. all of your. Well, yeah, you know, and, and it's it's funny because, like I say again, that uh, you know, I never felt that I had done anything wrong. I just wanted to get out and play, and I never spoke an ill word towards Eddie or Alex or the band because, you know, I'm very proud of all the Van Halen history. So I guess between Sammy, Alex, Irving Azoff, and and a couple of the people that work with Irving, you know, they talk to Eddie, but uh, let's just say that my percentage was a lot less than the other three guys. You know, that didn't bother me as much as, you know, if I hadn't done the tour because I felt, well, if this is the last time Van Halen ever tours, I would probably kick myself in the head for not trying to be a part of it and at least get out there and playing in front of the fans one more time. So that's why I said, okay, hey, I'll do it. Now, when that tour ended, did you think that that was truly the end? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> because as, as as much as that tour should have gone on, probably we probably should have just been ending that tour right now. 80 shows, and that's pretty much all we could do because it was just it was just it was tough to tour. Eddie was in a state where it was it was just it was difficult every day, mm-hmm. and like I said, I don't like I don't like to to talk smack about any anybody or point the fingers or whatever. But uh, the situation was just that after these shows that we had booked, we just couldn't go on. I mean, it was you know it was it was almost like a job, you know, and 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 that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted it to be. When did you get an inkling that they were going to get Dave back in, and then? Not only get Dave back in, but put Wolfgang in. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I found out. I think with uh, when the rest of the fans found out. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my! That 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 they were thinking of doing something like that, and uh, what that was early early last year. Yeah. And then uh, I remember actually. Okay, I guess they tried to put something together, and then it fell apart for whatever reason. Right. And then I remember speaking to Dave's manager. And, uh, and this was right before the Rock World Hall of Fame induction ceremony, because obviously we were wondering what was gonna what was gonna happen. You know, everybody's going, nobody's going. Somebody's gonna play, somebody's not gonna play. And you know, when I got the call, I just said, "Hey, I'm there." You know, if for no other reason, if we can't just put aside all the bullshit for one night and celebrate the career, you know, this is like the highest accolade that you know you can receive. You know, so I was there. And I remember talking to, to, to Dave's uh, manager right before, and uh, he was asking me, he said, hey, Dave wants to know, you know, if there's going to be any friction or whatever. And I said, no, hey, I'll, I'll hug the guy, we'll have a drink, we'll celebrate, you know, celebrate everything that we've done in the past, and, uh, you know, 
then the next day we could go on with our lives or whatever. And, uh, you know, then I heard that Eddie was going back into rehab and Al wasn't going to show up. And I thought for sure Dave would show up. But uh, it was kind of, kind of a bittersweet <laughs> mm. ceremony as it turned out. Sammy was very vocal and a very good friend in your defense in actually saying that it wasn't a true Van Halen reunion mm-hmm. without you in the band. Yeah. How do you deal with the fact that Eddie basically kind of kicked you to the curb, so to speak? Well, even more so than the 2004 tour, I was more upset when they did this tour or the way they, they went about putting this tour together this time with Wolfgang playing. Mm-hmm. Because when they announced the tour, uh, I don't know if you had seen this, but they put up a brand new website. And I know on a couple, at least a couple of the album covers, they took yes. my picture off it. Yes. And that actually hurt more than not doing the tour. Because, you know, somebody would go so far as to try to erase the past, or I don't even know what they were thinking. I think on the first album, if you look close, they actually took my picture off and put Wolfgang's picture on there. Oh, my. <laughs> and, you know, obviously the fans uh, felt the same because I think within a day or two it was back up to the the way the album covers were originally. But that kind of that hurt me more than not even doing the tour. I'm not going to say who or who I suspect was behind, you know, doing that, but for whatever reason, you know, they 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 wanted to try to erase me even out of the past of the band, which which kind of hurt. But, you know, besides besides that, Joe, I'll tell you Certain things change, and this is the path they wanted to go on, and I wasn't going to whine about it because, you know, what, what's what's the point? A reader by the name of, let me get this right, Mumomi wants to know why you've never done a solo album. <laughs> you know, that's, actually, that's a good question. I really don't know why. You know, I've had a lot of ideas, and I've actually played with a lot of different people on, on projects that, that they've done. But for some reason, I don't know, I, I, I'd always felt like, uh, obviously playing with Van Halen, everybody was, uh, you know, for the most part, able to throw in their input, and it was almost like everybody doing a solo album. Gosh, you know, I really don't know. Joe, to tell you the truth, I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I never have. Maybe I should. But uh, I'm locked in the chicken foot now, so. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll still have to wait on it. A reader by the name of John Franco 888 wants to know if you could jam to Little Wing with one modern day guitarist other than Joe Satriani, who would it be? Okay, I'll tell you, Joe. Bands today write great songs, but there are not a lot of great lead guitar players out there like there were when, uh, you know, I was coming up through the ranks, mm-hmm. and Eddie and people like that. But uh, probably one guy that I would say is a friend of mine, Mark Tremonti from Alter Bridge. Oh, yeah. He's a very good guitar player, and I'd probably like to jam that song with him. A reader by the name of The Dude Five asks, who are your influences as a bassist? Okay, well, that's easy. You know, I listen to a little bit of uh, the R&B stuff, the soul stuff, like James Jamerson, you know, mm-hmm. some of that stuff. But mainly my influences, my sister, when she brought home this uh, uh, the first Electric Flag record, and it was the Harvey Brooks, who oh, I yeah. first started, started sure. listening to, and I just loved his walking bass lines. You know, there was a song that they did off that, an old blues song called Texas. Right. And uh, I just loved, loved those, the, the way he, uh, he played those lines. And so he was actually the first person I listened to. But it didn't take long after that to, like, just, 
jump on all the rock guys. And I mean, I listen to everybody. I'd, I'd probably say John Paul Jones is probably my favorite player out of anybody because he incorporated kind of tasty bass lines without really uh, trying to step on anyone's toes. To me, he was one of the best players of the time. I can still listen to the Lemon song and get off on the, the, the bass solo in the center part of that song. Gosh, I mean, I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of John Entwistle, Jack Bruce. I mean, everybody, that, that whole genre of bass players, uh, there were just so many great guys to listen to. The same reader, The Dude 5, wants to know, when you chug Jack Daniels on stage, is that really Jack Daniels, or is it iced tea, if some, as some people have said? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, that was really Jack Daniels. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I, hate to, I hate to admit it. In the, hey, when you're, in the early days, Joe, when you're like 22, 23 and indestructible, I mean, it was, it was a common sight before Van Halen went on stage. Uh, before any given show, that somebody would be backstage throwing up from the night before, <laughs> oh my. getting ready to play, <laughs> and then would jump on stage. I mean, when you're that age, you, you fire back pretty quick. You know, you, you you try to as you as you get older, you try to like grow older gracefully as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, I, I chugged a lot of it in the early days, but I really don't even drink it hardly at all anymore. Every now and then, yeah, it's just one of those crazy crazy kid things man that we all did so so you're not pounding back the uh sammy uh cabo wabo cabo wabo oh. yeah i'll tell you one thing when we did the 2004 tour on the one side of the stage sammy had his area and i had my area sammy would have his guests i'd have my guests my guests would be doing shots of jack daniels and so every now and then i'd do a little shot of jack daniels with him but then you go over and then sammy's guests i mean i had to learn to kind of drink jack daniels and cabo side by side oh my so i really had to pace myself and <laughs> you know you get good at going hey we're gonna do a shot hey who's that over there and you talk over your shoulder <laughs> sounds like a dangerous combination yeah you know as, as you as you get older you obviously can't handle a lot of those things like you like you did and you know and the whole important thing for me and you know for for anybody who loves playing music or in any business is the longevity you know we've seen a lot of great musicians a lot of people come and go because of you know, all the hard partying and, and substance abuse and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was, I was always pretty level-headed as far as any of that went. And so I was I was determined that, you know, I'd have a nice, hopefully long career and live a long life. And so you have to, you have to make adjustments, little adjustments as you get older, you know. A reader by the name of Dominic Critelli wants to know, are there any bass warm-ups that you do, either at home or before a show? Yeah, well, at home... And also before a show, uh, probably one of the warm-ups that I do that, that helps me the most is uh, at home anyway, I, I have a drum machine, and mm -hmm. I'll just put on a straight beat, and I will sit there, and I will just groove to it and play eighth notes, sixteenth notes, and I just play and play and play, and just, you know, get that groove down and, and build up the strength in my fingers to, to be able to do that. And I'll tell you, my, my right forearm looks like Popeye. <laughs> from from doing that but that really helps loosen me up the most you know that i'll play scales to, to move my left hand around and whatever but i i pump a lot with the with the right hand and just play those notes to the drum machine and just keep going at it it's kind of funny another thing that i that i do do that uh, uh a buddy of mine phil chen told me a long time ago years ago mm -hmm. that uh, when he warmed up that he would actually play a bass 
like a telly, old telly bass or something that had a bigger neck on it. Okay. And so I started doing that, and I actually have a couple of Yamaha five strings that I play, and I'll actually pretty much half of when I'm uh, practicing at home, I'll just play on the five string, and it just helps, you know, my left hand basically helps, you know, stretch it out really good and whatever. When I go back to playing, you know, the four strings that I normally play, you know, it just feels a lot, a lot better and a lot, I don't know, a lot easier, but, you know, it's just a lot e- uh, more fluent and whatever. And so I think playing on the big neck, uh, you know, helps me a lot, too. A reader by the name of Joe Man wants to know what was your reaction to John McCain's use of the song right now in his campaign? You know what? I feel, I think Sammy kind of stated the, the same way that I feel when, when, he, when he talked about it. You know, it's, a, it's an uplifting song and a positive song. You know whether he used it or Obama used it. I think I think it's great. You know it's it's used in a positive way. A reader by the name of Jack Krim wants to know, and I don't know if you can say this, but what's the wildest memory you have of life on the road back in the day? Oh my God! Yeah, of course I can't say it. <laughs> but what if my wife listens to this? <laughs> uh, you know what? There were so many of them that they all kind of ran together. I'll tell you one of the one of the wilder things that I was probably in the band known for doing in the early years was uh, like the people that I always read about, like uh, Keith Moon or whatever. I could trash up a hotel pretty good, <laughs> and I almost went to jail a few times for it. Uh, luckily, our tour manager was always there with a with a couple dollars in his pocket to pay off the house detectives or whoever came over. But I I could say I've cleared out a I cleared out a few hotels in the middle of the night with the fire alarms. Okay. And quite a few readers have asked this, but uh, Cabo Wabo 316 wants to know if Eddie and Al were to put the past behind them and look to a future of Van Halen with you and Sammy, would you do it? You know, I've told this to a lot of people. I'm the guy that will admit to saying I'm I'm the never say never guy. And, you know, a lot of people hold grudges and whatever. And at this point in my life and career, I don't want any drama. I want to have fun. That's why Sammy and I have so much fun playing together because, I mean, it's all positive. We have a good time. We look at it like that, you know. If I was 20 years old again, then sure, I'll go, you know, I'll fight and do all the drama. But uh, to get actually to the question, if everybody got together and it was all on the up and up, you know, everybody equal about it and whatever, sure, I'd be right there. However, let me throw this in. Mm Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't Sammy? What if it was you guys and, and David? You know what? I would have loved to, to have done this reunion tour with Dave. I mean, I think it would have been a lot of fun being on stage with Dave again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, as far as future stuff and future recordings, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you got to get in the studio and see how well you work together as musicians and uh, individuals together. But uh, as far as... Uh, playing again in the live situation i'd love to jam again with dave on stage well michael thank you very much for spending so much time with me it's been great joe it's my pleasure to talk to you this is i just want to tell everybody out there look out chicken foot's coming chicken foot or or whatever we're (laughs) going to be whatever you're called we're gonna we're gonna hold a contest for the name i think Uh, you know that might not be a bad idea actually joe well i I think chad smith thought the 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 uh, prize if someone came up with a, a good name, it should be a date with Joe Satriani. A date with Joe Satriani? Yes. 
which he thought would be very interesting if it was a guy who came up with the winning name. I think, I think maybe just a wild weekend with Chad Smith. There you go. That okay. put anybody in their grave, man. Okay. Trying Every, to keep up with that guy. Everybody's offering everybody up for dates. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the way this rolls. This is Joe Basso for Music Radar. I've been speaking with Michael Anthony. Michael, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome, and I can't wait to see all you guys out there next year. Absolutely.